y'all, this is Cassie, the host of Everybody. And ever since I can remember, I've been obsessed with how the human body works and how no matter what stage in life you're at, you can make amazing changes. Together, we're going to deep dive into topics like disease, nutrition, mental health, and more, all with a focus on how we can take steps toward living healthier, happier lives. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This week is going to be a can't-miss episode, and I really should say episodes, plural, because it's a two-parter. And yes, I release both parts right away because why not? So this first part is all about motivation from a psychological standpoint. So it's all about how to get and stay motivated for your health and fitness goals, And the second part is me answering your questions about specific barriers you've come across in your own health journeys and how I'd recommend handling them if you were my client. But before we get started, I just want to remind you that if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, pause right now and do it so you never miss another episode. Okay, go. All right, done? Let's get to it. We are going to talk all about psychology and actual studies that have been done that really show how people get motivated and stay motivated through their health and fitness goals. So it's important to know, and I didn't know this before I started digging a little deeper into this, is when it comes to motivation, there's different types of motivation for people depending on what they're looking to motivate themselves to do. So sometimes motivation can be a good thing and helpful for people, and sometimes it's not such a good thing depending on what their goal is. So what I did was a little deep dive into motivation and the psychology behind motivation to achieve a health or fitness goal or a weight loss goal or something like that. So most of what I'm going to talk about today, I actually got from the website Psychology Today, and they actually had a three-part blog that came out a couple years ago all about this topic. So I'm going to link that in the show notes as well if you want to go and read a little bit more into this. You ready? Let's get started. All right. So there was a meta-analysis study done in the Journal of the American Medical Association that looked at different weight loss plans and really found no significant difference between the success of one program versus another. So this is something that we need to understand first is there really isn't going to be better success from one program to another per se. What you're going to have better success with is your motivation. And that's all that it comes down to. The difference between being successful with a program or not is how motivated you are to succeed with the program. So who you are as an individual is one of the most important factors when deciding what makes a weight loss program, a diet, or an exercise regimen successful. So kind of the old school way of thinking was if you want to be healthy or be fit or be in shape or whatever whatever term you'd put on that is, you have to eat things that you don't like, you have to drink things you don't like, and you have to do things you don't like, right? So that's kind of the old school way of thinking. Like you, it's a bunch of no's. You can't have this, you can't have that, you can't do that, you have to do it this way. And 
Well, sure, that might be a way that could possibly work. It's really not sustainable. So no diet or fitness plan or nutrition plan is ever going to be sustainable if you're just completely taking things away from yourself that you know you like. Um, And that goes for food, that goes for movement and exercise, that goes for you know, things like dessert or a drink once in a while. So that's really not sustainable. And that's not really the way that we think anymore. Um, There's something called self-determination theory. And self-determination theory has really shown that the type of motivation is more important than the amount of motivation when pursuing a weight loss goal. So we're going to talk about the different types of motivation right now and which ones will help you more than others. So there's external motivation. And this kind of motivation works on external demands and operates on like the contingency of like an if-then thing. So think, if I lose 15 pounds, then I can go to my high school reunion, something like that. So you're mo- you're not motivated by anything coming from you. You're motivated by Uh, something outside of you, something maybe you don't have control over or an event or someone else's opinion or something like that. And then you have interjected motivation, which is also motivated by external reasons to change. But what differs a little bit with this interjected motivation is that um, it's also done for somewhat internal reasons. So there's an external and an internal factor coming in. The problem usually, though, is that the internal reasons are negatively focused. So they come from feelings of guilt or shame. So if I lose 15 pounds, then I can go to my high school reunion because I'm not attractive right now at this weight and I, and I don't want to be embarrassed, right? So there's some internal motivation there as in like, I, you know, I, I want to lose weight because I don't like the way I look. But it's like guilty or shameful or something like that. So both of these types of motivation have been scientifically proven to be the worst kinds to have. These are the kinds that if you're motivated in this way, if this is your motivation, something external or um, this, you know, this other type where it's external and internal, but that internal self-talk is negative, shameful, you're guilty, um, of yourself, you know, those types of motivation just don't work. So if you're there, we got to get you away from there. What self-determination theory says is that when people feel autonomous in their journey and with their reasoning from an intrinsic standpoint, they're much more likely to stay motivated. So autonomy, you know, being in control of yourself of the types of exercise that you're doing, of the diet that you're picking, things like that. So what we're looking for here is one or two different types of motivation. So you can have identified motivation, which is when you have a positive view of losing weight or it's a behavior that you value. So maybe it's just you want to be healthy for a loved one and your future together. So for identified motivation, there's a strong sense of personal importance and meaningfulness in the task itself. So it's a little internal because you can find a reason of why you want to do it, but um, 
it's it's something you value. So that identified motivation is is a value. Like I value health. I value wellness. I value exercise. And so that's why I'm going to do it. And then the strongest is the intrinsic motivation. And we're going to talk a little bit about this. So intrinsic motivation is the prototype of self-determination because the behavior is engaged for its own sake. So the simple pleasure and interest of the activity. So this motivation involves a focus on the task and actually produces energizing emotions. So it, what's really cool is when you're intrinsically motivated, it actually energizes you. Um, stuff like having an interest in what you're doing, enjoying what you're doing, or like taking on a challenge and really liking that challenge. So all of those things actually will energize your emotions to stick with what you're doing. So let's talk about studies here. So in 1996, there was a team of scientists. I know that seems like so long ago, but um, in 96, there was a team of scientists uh, from the Department of Psychology and Medicine at the University of Rochester, New York, and they wanted to investigate motivation and weight loss. So this is what they set up. Uh, For the study, the researchers recruited 128 men and women who were severely obese. What they wanted to do was they wanted to find, right, how motivation and weight loss uh, connect. And what they found is that the type of motivation the participants had significantly affected how much weight loss they actually experienced. So that these participants, 128 men and women, attended a six-month weight loss program. So for six months, they attended this program. And each participant's motivation for why they were partaking in the program was assessed in the same way, but in a lot more detail. Uh, They looked at the various forms of motivation um, that are either coming from their internally or their self or from external resources, and basically how much this person was um, taking action out of their own volition, so their own um, want to change versus are they doing this for some other reason, someone else, something else, something like that. Rather, you know, are they feeling like pressured into doing this versus like, I just want to do it for me. And what the researchers discovered is that the participants who were motivated for weight loss by an autonomous reason, or, you know, they were intrinsically motivated, something that they had inside themselves that motivated them, were more likely to attend the program regularly, they lost more weight during the program, and they were more successfully maintaining that weight loss at their follow-ups. So this is really, really cool and, and really neat to know. So if we dig into this a little bit deeper, if we can find a deep intrinsic reason for why we want to do anything health and fitness related, we are going to be more successful. We are more likely to stick with it for a longer period of time. And we're more likely to keep that success for a longer period of time. So it's really cool to think about this as the person that's maybe wanting to experience a change like weight loss or, you know, change in nutrition or a fitness program or something like that. But it's also super interesting to look at from my perspective as a coach and a personal trainer or someone along those lines. So clients aren't going to be motivated just because 
you as their trainer or coach want them to do well, right? So that's an extrinsic motivation would be, oh, my coach or my client really wants me to do this, right? So as a coach or a trainer, this really should change the way that we are working with our clients, giving them some autonomy, helping them find their intrinsic reason, the reason deep down inside that they want to achieve these goals. Because especially the first couple times you meet with someone, it's going to be something very superficial, like, oh, well, I've gained this weight and I want to lose it. That's what I've heard so much since people have started coming back to the gym after COVID or have started joining my uh, virtual fitness community um, after you know sitting on their couch for six to 12 months during this whole COVID um, experience. And it's like, oh, well, you know, I gained this weight and now I should lose it. Yeah, but why? Why should you lose it, right? Should you lose it just because you gained it? That's not really... You know what I mean? That's not like super motivating. Like, okay, well, you gained weight. Now you want to lose it. But why? And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But also this sense of autonomy, of owning it. You know, your coach and your trainer are not the owners of your goals. You are. So as a coach or a trainer, what we can look at is really making sure that our clients or you as a client can be looking for a trainer that makes sure that this trainer is giving you some autonomy over your experience with them, right? So the coach or the trainer isn't isn't a dictator. You don't you shouldn't be going to them and them telling you do this, do this, do this, do that. No, that's not really the way it works, or it's it's not a motivating way to work. It's not a way that's actually going to make you successful. Um, sure, maybe a trainer will have a workout planned out for you based on you know what you've told them you want to work on. But think about this: like if you absolutely, absolutely hate going on a treadmill, you hate it. You just like it's the one thing you don't want to do, and then you have a trainer that makes you go on a treadmill all the time. I mean, are you going to be motivated to go to your next session? Probably not. But if as a trainer or a coach, we can give a little bit of help into having the client um, be a little more autonomous with choosing maybe types of exercise, you know, what days of the week or times that they exercise. Um, You know, if someone's going on a nutrition program, having options, having menus, having, you know, how can I learning, like, how can I do this if I'm eating out? How can I do this if I'm eating in? You know, that kind of stuff. And the feeling of competence is super important for motivation. You know, imagine starting a new exercise program or a new fitness program, and you're working with a coach or a trainer who's just like telling you, do this, do this, do this. And maybe they keep correcting you because you keep doing it wrong. You're going to feel not so great, right? It's going to make you feel like, ugh, like, like you're trying super hard, but you just can't get it. And you're, you know, the trainer's not really giving you the right clues. They're just telling you, no, no, do it, do it again, do it again. But making you actually feel competent enough to complete the activities that they're asking you to do. So that doesn't just mean exercise, but building habits, right? So, you know, as a coach, I'll, I'll work with my clients on habit stacking and just doing one small thing at a time and stacking on top of that and stacking on top of that. But if I tell you what habit you should be starting with, eh, I don't think that's going to be super motivating, right? But I ask questions. What do you feel like you need to work on? 
You know, why do you feel you need to work on this? Do you even understand, you know, what's going on with your nutrition? Do you understand what's going on with your movement? That kinds of stuff. And then helping you as the client figure out, take control, be autonomous. You are responsible for your health. You are responsible for your progress. So giving you not only some enjoyment in what you're doing, but then making sure you feel competent enough to complete what's being asked of you and helping you find that intrinsic motivation Man, that is the recipe for success. That is what you are going to be looking for. That is what's going to make a difference. So now we need to dig a little deeper and start talking about this intrinsic motivation. And what you may hear me talk about this a lot on social media or refer to this as is finding your why. What is your why? And we have to get deep, deep, deep into why you want to make the change that you want to change. Is it weight loss? Is it exercise? Is it nutrition? Whatever it is, why are you trying to do it? Because this is where the magic happens. If I don't know my why, or my why is still on the top layers, you know, here we go, we'll talk about onions, peeling back the layers of the onion. The top layers are okay. They're not wrong. The motivation on the top few layers is okay to recognize, but we have to peel them back and get deeper because those top few layers very likely are going to be extrinsically motivated and or the extrinsic motivation mixed with that shame and guilt in there. And we want to get rid of that. We want to get past that. So maybe you're at a place right now and you're like, I know I want to make a change, right? I I need to lose some weight or I need to start exercising more regularly. I got to work on my nutrition. This is what you're going to do. You're going to get a piece of paper out and you're going to sit down and you're going to write down what it is you want to do. So let's just say weight loss. You're going to write down, why do I want to lose weight? And you're going to write down the very first response that comes to you. It doesn't matter what it is, okay? You're going to write it down. And then you're going to ask yourself again, why do I want to lose weight? You're going to write down your next response and keep going like that until you've literally written down every single answer you can possibly think of. Everything from I don't like the way I look to I want to be more attractive to I want to drop a pant size, right? And then keep going deeper, deeper, deeper below that. So it's not wrong to have those feelings or those thinking that like, I want to be more attractive to my spouse, or I want to fit in the jeans I can't fit in anymore, or I want to be able to wear a certain kind of shirt or a certain kind of pants and not feel uncomfortable. That's fine. Those reasons are valid, but they're not enough to keep you motivated for the long term. So that's why we have to go deeper. So you're going to write down every single answer you can possibly think of. And this may take some time. This actually may take almost sometimes a meditative state to get into to really get deep down into this. So if you're sitting and you're feeling like you're stuck, like you can't come up with another why, a deeper why, just sit in silence and keep repeating it inside your brain over and over and over you will get to it eventually, even if you have to take a break and come back to it. This might be kind of the way someone might go. So sit down. Why do I want to lose weight? Initial responses might be, well, just because I know I should, or because I don't know, don't like how I look, 
or because then maybe we're getting a little deeper because I don't like how I feel. Why don't I like how I feel? I don't like how I feel because I can't carry my child up the stairs without feeling short of breath. Okay, why? Why? Every time you come up with an answer, but why? And you make it even deeper, something as deep as something like, I don't want to die, right? I'm overweight and I don't want to die. Why don't you want to die? Ask it again. Keep going. I don't want to die because I don't want to miss out on my kid's life. I don't, and my grandkids' life. And, right? So, like, really getting deep, deep down into, but why? Why don't you want X, Y, and Z? And so, if I can get really, really deep down and find that my why is that I want to make sure that I'm alive to see my babies have babies and be able to enjoy my baby's babies, right? So that is a really deep, great why. I don't want to be dead before my grandchildren are born. And I don't want my grandchildren to be born and me to have to sit my butt on the couch and not be able to play with them, not be able to babysit, not be able to help out my daughter or my son in those first couple weeks of that baby being young and my, you know, my son or my daughter is tired and I can't even go over there and help because I don't have the energy or I'm not physically able to get up the stairs into their house or something like that. That's a deep why. So you have to keep asking yourself, keep going deeper and deeper until you find that why. Okay. Now, another exercise you can do is something called a you at your best exercise. And this might help you guide um, guide yourself toward maybe a type of program that you're going to choose or something like that. So another kind of visualization exercise, you're going to sit down, you're going to close your eyes. And you're going to visualize yourself when you felt at your absolute best. So you're going to play it like a movie in front of you in your brain. So your eyes are closed and you're going to picture it. Picture a time in your life when you felt like you were at your absolute best. I want you to see the colors, hear the sounds, smell the smells, watch yourself like you're watching a movie. Just sit with it, sink into it. Keep watching yourself at the best possible you you've ever been. Then you're going to write it down. So you're going to write down in detail every single thing from the colors to the sights to the sounds and then read it. Okay. And then you're going to look at what it says about you and what your values are in life. So it's going to show you what individual strengths you already possess and what you enjoy doing just for doing it. So You know, if you're thinking of yourself at your absolute best, why did you choose that possible like event? Like what was going on when you thought you were at your absolute best? Why is it so meaningful to you? What does it symbolize? What does it represent? You know, was your absolute best when you were like scoring the winning basket or the winning points of some kind of game? Was it you showing up for a family member or a friend who is really in need? Was it, you know, what what was it? Was it you helping somebody laugh when they were upset and they just really needed a good laugh, right? So what what is it that gets you there, right? And then you can kind of use that. So if you know that kind of humor is your thing, or maybe you know that 
you feed off of other people's energy. Maybe something like a group fitness type of thing is more your thing. You know, if you're someone that is super competitive and maybe what you imagined yourself at your best is when you're being really competitive, maybe you're someone that needs to set like a big goal or something where you can compete with yourself to get there, right? So if you can find you at your best and then pick out what you valued during that time, what you enjoyed about it, what what is you? What makes up you? What makes you tick? What makes you, what drives you, right? What becomes that force? that makes you your best and find a way to incorporate that into whatever you're trying to do. If you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to exercise more, if you're trying to eat better, right? Figure out a way to put the best you into your plan and you're much more likely to have success. So we talked about finding that why a little bit and how those top few layers will be something extrinsic most likely because you don't like the way you look, uh, you want to be more attractive, um, you want to drop the pounds just because you put them on and and you know you should get rid of the, the weight, you know, things like that. Um, and I'll have people ask me, is it bad to be extrinsically motivated? And the answer is yes and no. <laughs> So it's absolutely not bad or wrong to have extrinsic motivations. I can't say that there's anybody on this earth that has tried to do something that doesn't isn't motivated a little bit extrinsically, right? As humans, we're almost always, even if we try hard not to be, we're, we're motivated a little bit by the extrinsic stuff, right? What other people see, think. So it's not wrong to have those uh, motivations, but really, extrinsic motivation isn't going to be great for a long, the long run, really. Um, many studies have shown it's actually common to see extrinsic motivation help at the start of a weight loss journey, but it's not something that's going to help you continue. So, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I always start really, really excited and I do real good for a couple of weeks and then I tend to drop off. Chances are your why was extrinsic, right? It, there probably wasn't something deep enough driving you at that point. It was probably something extrinsic like, oh, I want my you know, belly to be flatter, or arms to jiggle less or something like that. And if after a couple of weeks you're not noticing those improvements right away, then you're just kind of like, yeah, this isn't working and, and you lose that motivation, right? But Okay, so there was a study conducted in England on 425 government employees, and researchers found that extrinsic motives, such as appearance and weight management, really did dominate the early stages of weight loss, and reasons related to intrinsic motivation, such as for enjoyment, revitalization, you know, things like that, were actually stronger in the maintenance stage. So... Studies like this showed that external or interjected motivation can produce results, right? So that interjected motivation is like it's an extrinsic factor and maybe some some negative feelings towards yourself. But they're only going to produce results in the short term. And obviously, we know that weight loss and weight control isn't a short-term fix. It's a long-term solution. It's something that takes 
a while to do. I mean, there's people that have been working on their weight loss for years, right? And and after you lose weight or you get at a weight where you're comfortable, then you have to maintain it. And that extrinsic factor is not going to help you there. So you need to find that intrinsic motivation. You need that for long-term success. You need to really get deep down into why you're doing something. That's really the bottom line. If you've got a really good why, it's going to take you for the long term. Okay. Now, another study from Cornell University showed how when exercise is fun, an interesting actual side effect emerges. So this is really, really cool too. So we end up improving our eating behavior as a result of enjoying exercise. So cool, right? So when we think of exercise as work or something we don't like to do or, oh, I have to go exercise, then when we're done, we feel like we need to reward ourselves. You did something crappy and crummy here, have a reward, and usually it's going to be something that you choose to eat or drink after you work out, right? So it's like, the people, the clients that come to me at the gym, oh, I was here, you know, Monday night and I was here for a whole hour and I did 30 minutes of cardio and 30 minutes of weight and then I left and I went to Cops and I ate a big burger and a shake. And for those of you that don't know what Cops is, frozen custard, state of Wisconsin, delicious. If you haven't been here, come here just for Cops. But, um, <laughs> but what happens is if we think of our physical activity as fun, something fun that we're doing, something that we enjoy, and not just exercise. We're using this intrinsic motivation because it's enjoyable, right? And we're autonomous. We're choosing to enjoy this type of movement. We don't need an external reward. So like the physical reward is enough. So then when it comes time to eat, we actually end up choosing healthier options. This is really, really cool. So when you're starting to plan you know, for for weight loss or for a new exercise plan or a new fitness routine. Or, you know, if your trainer or your coach sits down and says, tell me what you like, actually tell them what you like. Or I'll say, tell me what you don't like, right? We have to know that. You have to know. What do you like? What don't you like? Because you have to find what you can do That's as enjoyable as possible, because if you actually are having fun and enjoying whatever movement it is that you pick to be your exercise or your fitness routine, you are actually going to eat healthier just as a side effect from actually enjoying what you're doing. Again, the brain is a fantastic thing. But when we're starting to plan for new weight loss, new exercise regimen, whatever it is, and you're worried about your motivation, you got to sit with yourself. You have to spend some time finding your why, your deep, deep down why that you're doing. Why does it matter? Why do you and only you want to work on this? It can't be why what anybody else thinks. It can't be motivated by anything outside of what's deep, deep inside you. Because when your why is deep enough and powerful enough and you recognize it, and you know it, you're going to show up for yourself even on the days that you don't want to. I'm going to leave you with a listen from my friend, Amanda Delaney, and she actually has her own podcast called The Financial Fix Her. 
and it's a podcast um, all about finance. And actually, I'm going to have her on the show in a couple of weeks because we're going to talk about budgeting for your fitness. She was discussing her why for finally fixing her finances or for being on top of her finances, right? So this you're, you can have a why for just about any goal. You should have a why for any goal or anything that you want to do or change. So this was in relation to her finances. But what I'm going to say is this, when I heard what her why was, it hit me like a ton of bricks and I totally vibed with what she was saying. And it almost was like, man, this is also a why for my health and fitness journey. And I really think you guys are going to vibe with this too. So I'm going to play her quote next, and then I'll leave you with a couple final words. There's just a necessity to have money and to protect ourselves and to take care of ourselves in the future, right? And to and to not be a burden to others, which is my why. The reason why I don't want to be broke all of my life is because I don't want my kids to have to take care of me. And for, you know, I want them to enjoy coming around and being part of my life. I don't want them to ever feel uh, obligation to come take care of me because of the mess that I've left for them. That's my why. I mean, if that isn't just in line with a why of why you would want to physically take care of yourself and your health, right? You don't want to be a burden. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, I want to be the kind of parent that when I'm older and my kids are older, they want to come around and be around me and not have to clean up the mess that I left them. I love that. Financially, I can see that 100%. But think about that physically. Like, So many of us have parents, or maybe I've watched our parents take care of our grandparents or something like that, who had just like given up on themselves, you know, years and years ago. And then, you know, imagine being that grandma or grandpa or whatever, that that burden on the family. Now, I'm not talking about like, you know, obviously unforeseen things happen to our health, but I'm talking about like things that we have control over, right? Um... Things that we have the ability to take care of right now, no matter where you are at your point in life, what can I do now to help change myself for the better for the future so I can not only take care of myself longer, but not be a burden to others around me so they actually want to come around hang out with me, spend time with me. I'll actually be able to take care of my grandchildren when my kids want to, you know, go away for the weekend. I'll actually be able to help my daughter paint her new house when she first buys her, you know, her first house or help my son, you know, move his things into his new home or take care of his new baby. I mean, those are things that like, as parent, as a parent anyway, I imagine doing. And what a bummer it would be if I couldn't do that for my children, if I couldn't do the things that I actually visualize myself doing in the future with my kids because of the crummy way that I took care of myself when I could have been doing things to keep myself healthy. So when I listened to that podcast, I was like, whoa, she just blew my mind and like said my words about finances, but how I feel about health and fitness. So 
Just so cool. Okay, friends. As I mentioned before, this week is a two-parter. So now that you're finished with learning about the psychology behind how to truly motivate yourself through your health and fitness, I'm going to ask you to go listen to the next episode where I'm actually answering your questions about specific barriers that you've found in your motivation. So I put out a little bit of a survey to my listeners through my Facebook community. And if you're not in there, it will be linked in the show notes. It will be linked in the show notes along with the Psychology Today blogs and with Amanda Delaney's Financial financial Fix Her podcast. But um I asked, you know, what are the biggest barriers when it comes to motivation for your health journey? And um, I'm going to take those barriers that were given to me, and I'm going to give my advice on how to overcome them. I'm going to talk to you guys as if I'm coaching you through some of these problems that, um, you know, some of the listeners have brought to my attention. So I cannot wait to talk to you again real soon because you've got one more episode to listen to this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you soon. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I truly hope you've learned something today about your body. And I know you're thinking of someone right now that would love to listen to this too. So go ahead and send it to them. Until next time, make sure to drink plenty of water, move your body and smile often.